Hello, it is October 21st, 2021, and you're listening to the Gridiron Fantasy Football Podcast. Bro. Yo. English girl named Fiona. Big bad girl named Abiola. Body yodi shaped like cola. Back up, back up, bring it to the owner. I'm still up on the rose, could I left? Still chatting to my bros on the tank. Mm-hmm. Fuck that, man, I don't give a F. What you wanna get? Smoke cigarette? English, English girl named Fiona. African girl, Adiola. Body yodi shaped like cola. Back up, back up, here, come closer. Vida loca. Bullet. High as a cat, never sober. Shit, Python, hit him with a cobra. Free up my bro, Casanova. Bad man persona. Bad man alone can control her. Sorry, sorry, your sis got bent over. Pushing my hood tech anaconda. Throw back like Ed Hardy. Stay fly, I'm high like Jeff Hardy. Work, work like the tsunami. Big rush, fuck up that pool. Hey, Week seven, Scott. Already almost through October, where the cream rises to the top. How are you today? How are you feeling about football in general? I can't believe it's in full swing. I feel like not too long ago we were doing preseason episodes, doing position rankings, just you know, salivating for football. And now now we're yeah, we're in week seven. It's crazy. I feel like it's almost going by too fast. But uh you I'm can say it. no, you can say it's going by too fast because you you might be right. I mean, it feels like, you know. We were just at the draft, but also, you know, I heard somebody say this, uh, a wise man once say this, there's still a lot of football left to play. There is, there really is still a lot of football left to play. A lot of football left to play. All right. So let's, let's start out here. Uh, let's, let's, what are you watching nowadays? It's almost Halloween. There's a lot of stuff to watch, a lot of, uh, entertainment to absorb. So what do you got? Uh, well, last time I mentioned we were uh, doing a uh, Bond marathon, and we got through most of the uh, Pierce Brosnan ones, which they don't hold up as well as they used to just because they're <laughs> so 90s. They're yeah. so 90s. Um, so we're into the we're into the Daniel Craigs, and I mentioned that we're actually going to go try to see No Time to Die this Saturday in theaters. Uh, we've scratched that just because <laughs> uh, the runtime for No Time to Die is two hours and 45 minutes. Long for a movie. Much. It's long, long for a movie. For a bond. I mean, if it was an epic, if it was like a Lord of the Rings, I'd expect that. But like yeah. for a Bond film, and like you know, unlike the Pierce Brosnan ones where you had like a little bit of uh, you know light humor in there, the Daniel Craig ones have no humor. It's it's a hundred percent seriousness, hundred percent. I'm gonna fist fight every single guy I see. Action, uh, action, and which is fine, but two hours and forty five minutes. Come on, like I yeah. know it's a lot of movies. So like that's more of a movie I'd watch at home with like 20 blunts or however many I need for that long of a movie. Yeah. Um I, so yeah, so we're we're gonna slow down on that for a little bit. We're actually uh, we're gonna start uh, a great show I keep hearing great things about called uh, Succession this week. Oh, yeah. I've heard I've heard it's amazing. I've seen like the first three or four episodes, and not that it didn't hook me. There's just so much stuff out there to watch, especially on HBO. Uh, there, there's so much stuff, but I, I really liked the first two episodes. And if I was going to start it again, you know, I, I definitely would. This isn't the pandemic where you just have a million hours to spend on watching shows. I think that's when I watch, uh, you know, the first few episodes of Succession. But it was, it was really good. Uh, I feel like a lot of shows that I've been watching. Uh, lately have really turned up the heat um, survivor, which I have thought uh, has been kind of bland as far as the season goes, really turned it up this last episode and became like a little bit more suspenseful. Um, 
and the morning show the morning show i don't know if you've seen that yet at all no we're actually about to get apple tv just to watch oh, the morning yeah. show and ted lasso oh yeah and, and there's a lot more to it i mean there's a lot more shows on apple tv than just those two that show c i haven't really dove into that but uh i mean there's so much good programming it's totally worth the the monthly fee on that one um but uh but yeah no the morning show has really really gotten good uh in the last few episodes ted lasso finished strong uh, a couple weeks back so so that's definitely a good one but uh but yeah no i i i am definitely feeling my midweek uh and my weekends you know my fridays and saturdays and with some good programming i love this time of year because i feel like this is when the best programming comes out this is when you know every night of the week whether it be football or not you have something intense to watch playoff baseball football basketball just started last night that was an opening night uh, I mean, you've just got tons of, tons of stuff to watch. So hockey just started. If you're into that, I, I I've watched a few hockey games so far this season. So it's just a beautiful, beautiful time of year. Um, but let's yeah, jump into the bachelorette right now too. So. Oh, bachelorette. I've seen some posts yeah. on your Instagram. Your Instagram. I've watched bachelorette a lot with, with my fiance and it's, it's a pretty entertaining show. I, I got, I like my, uh, you know, my, I got to get a dose of reality TV in there once in a while and just, making fun of the people on there. It's just, it's too easy. And there, there's some great meme accounts on it that just, I mean, they update like as the show's going on and they're really funny and it's, it, it's entertaining show. I would actually like enjoy doing a, uh, a pick them kind of like you guys do for survivor. With yeah. that. That'd be funny. There is no shame in watching bachelorette. You know, every uh, relationship needs that bonding time where you're watching some kind of show uh, with your significant other and, you know, really getting into that, that one night a week. Uh, we've, we've all been there. And so, yeah, I, I've, I've known bachelor pools to throw some money down and, and, you know, take, take horses. Uh, yeah, we do that with survivor. I'm, I'm not looking so good right now. I think we pick four each, uh, for 150 bucks and, uh, three of my four were voted out in the first five episodes. Yeah. So I got one dude, uh, and every week, I think there's like 16, 15 people left. So I just like watch one dude and like, please don't get voted out. Uh, make, make it to the end. Not a huge, uh, you know, I don't have huge hope for winning this year. I've, I've won most years in the past. I think I've won like three or four times out of six or seven. Do you um, go for like athletic, scrappy, uh, like what, what do you, old, old man, uh, you know, see, we, I know this is like, really bad but survivor and i don't want to get you know too big in survivor on a football podcast but survivor has gone through this very woke um experience with cbs uh, their their uh, their host channel in saying that a lot of survivor contestants were like this is this show is mainly uh geared towards white males because a lot of white males have won and a lot what? of like I mean, questions about their taxes and how to like refinance their mortgage or something or what? No, like they have like 16 people and four of them are, you know, African-American or Asian or whatever. And the rest of them are white. And a lot of like, it, it, I mean, I've noticed that in the past, there's been a handful of minorities and the rest of them are white. And I, I will say though, like, as far as the scenario goes, like, have you ever seen, uh, the, naked and afraid 
only white guys do that because only white guys are stupid enough to do that kind of shit sometimes. So it's like it's, it might also be who's who's applying because I don't I think like if, if like you know you left a small island in the jungle in the in you know the southeast of Asia to come to America you're not hopping on a boat to go to some little shitty island and then live like an islander you know you're kind of like hey I'm here for the better life I kind know, of thing but whereas if gonna... white people will probably be like oh, I've been raising AC all my life send me to go so I can survive. You know, but it's like that. I, I, just, I watch a lot of Naked and Afraid, and I feel like it's the same kind of people. Like, they're it's these really stupid, like, I am a survivalist kind of guys. And I'm like, ah, you're a fucking idiot. And I don't know if Naked and Afraid has like a prize at the end. They do. They can win, like, I think they, they can win a lot of money, but they never do because they always end up in the hospital because they have like, a tick up their ass or, uh, you know, <laughs> some spider bit them on the balls and, you know, because they're sleeping in fucking mud and shit. So it's like, it's also a matter of like, Who's stupid enough to do this shit too? So I, I think there's plenty of uh, you know survivalist white males that are like, "We could do this," and you know they can't. They just well, think they can. I think Survivor's a little bit different in that uh, it's a career. Like once you go on Survivor once, and if you succeed, like you are in with all the Survivor people, and you have to show up at events, and you have fame, so- and like all this sort of stuff. But e- either way there's a new thing that says survivor has to be 50% uh, minority and whatever. And so they went like a little overboard this year and I, I don't want to say overboard, but they, they picked like a, there's very few white people and, and not saying that's bad or good, but it's just, you know, it's, it is what okay. it is. And so in the past seasons, I've always thought like, you know, CBS is going to gear this towards, you know, maybe picking a minority winner this time or gear it towards. So, I, you know, you, you're like, okay, uh, a woman hasn't won in like five seasons. So this is a year for a woman. So you pick like all four women or like, you know, uh, uh, an African-American person hasn't won in, in five or six years. So this is the year you're going to take, you know, I know that's, that's weird, but that's, you pick strategy when you're, when you're picking these people, you don't know. So anyway, I, I've been successful in the past. This year, uh, not so much. Pick four dudes. Uh, three of them are gone. Anyway, let's talk about some fantasy football. Let's talk about news of the uh, of the week. Guess who's popping up again? The poop tickler. The poop tickler. Deshaun Watson is popping up in the news, and you knew this is this is inevitable. Coming to the trade deadline, the guy that everybody's talking about trading, it was inevitable. John McClain came out. Um, with news that something could be cooking between the Dolphins and the Texans uh, imminently. So in the next week or so, uh, what are you saying? I mean, Miami came and said that this is completely false, which is something they have to say. You cannot say, oh yeah, we're working on a deal for Deshaun Watson. Like the week before you play week seven, because then two is like, Oh, what the fuck? You know? And all these, all Miami players are like, what the fuck? You're going to get somebody who's being accused of sexual assault. Like this isn't, that's not cool. But if they are, they have to keep it in secrecy. The Texans of course are going to be like, Hey, we're talking to them about Sean Watson. Uh, who else wants to Sean Watson? Like give me the highest bidder. They're okay with like shopping this openly. 
everybody else is being quiet. It's like you go to a strip club and you know, you're not supposed to be a strip club. People take a picture of you at the strip club. It's like, stop taking pictures of me here. Uh, you know, the, the texts are cool. Everybody else is like, I don't want to be associated with this. What do you think? Do you think Deshaun Watson gets moved by uh, November 2nd, which is the trade deadline? Or do you think this is just uh, something that people want to grab headlines with? I think this is just something I want to grab headlines with, honestly. I think Texans desperately want to try to get something done by uh, the end of the trade deadline, but they're also not dropping their asking price. They still want three firsts probably or two, two in a package or something. And, and Miami probably said, no, this isn't going to happen because they're not there yet. They probably came back, came at them with a, a low ball offer. And then Texans are like, like you said, just promoting it. Like, Hey, any, anybody you want the Sean trade deadlines almost here. Anybody, anybody, you know, like, they just said it was oddly specific. They said there's some oddly specific things that have come out that are hard to make up or hard to like pull out of nowhere. Like the Texans not wanting Tua. Uh, you know, I guess that's a fair guess if you're just guessing, but it sounds like they know something a little bit more. Like the Texans, if the. Well, just the, I mean, having like having Davis Mills is is like probably half a notch less than Tua, honestly. Like it like it would make it would be it wouldn't help them in any way to get Tua. It's like give us draft picks or give us other players. We don't want Tua because we have Davis Mills and he sucks just as much as Tua, so we're fine. Right. There. Yeah. Like, I mean but that, just that's all that is. There's there was a detailed rumor that said that there was a three way trade that uh Tua would go to the uh, Washington football team and there would be a three way trade you know, between them, all this stuff comes, you know, prior to the trade line, which you're going to hear a bunch of bogus stuff. I mean, obviously nothing has happened. And we've talked about this many times in the podcast. Um, but do you think there's any truth to any of this or are the Texans just manufacturing rumors just to try to get something going? Yeah. This, this kind of sounds like, you know, when, you're sitting there bored in the, uh, in the morning and you send a text in our group text like, hey, you know, like so-and-so, you know, we put that public trade thing out there to try to get some bites, you know? Right. And because the reality is that nobody's really desperate enough to go after Deshaun right now because he's not going to be able to play this season. It, you know, if Miami did make a trade, they did a three-way trade, all this shit. If they send Tua to Washington football team right now, they don't know if Deshaun can play next week. They're like, they're, they really don't know if that's an option right now. So it's like that can't, they can't really pull the trigger on that, you know? So like next year is your best bet right now. I disagree with that. And you think I, if he went to Miami, he'd walk on the field next week? Uh, I don't know if he'd be, uh, he'd have his legs under him, but I, I think that he's eligible. Here's so Ed Werder, you know, Ed Werder, uh, you know, he's, he's an old time uh, NFL pundit. Ed Werder came out and said, you know, I, I don't know if the NFL can change the eligibility rules based on a trade. And I don't know if they would. And based on the like legal system and how the legal system works, there's no new evidence to for Deshaun Watson. So they can't change any decision that's been made, which they haven't put him on the exempt list yet. So it's not like I mean, the NFL could do whatever they want. So if they come out and do this, it's very weird. If they come out and say, hey, you're traded, now you're on the exempt list, or hey, you're thinking about playing. Like the Texans all this time, if Deshaun said, hey, listen, I changed my mind, I'm ready to play, 
could have stepped out on the field this whole time. You agree with that, right? I, I, I honestly, I don't. I think I think right now with how cancel culture is, if Adam Schefter had to apologize for some stupid fucking bullshit the other week, you're gonna let Deshaun Watson walk out on the field and play? Like, I, I don't, I don't like if, if there is a cancel culture thing, then how the fuck is he not canceled? Like, what, what is like? Where do you where where are you firing your fucking bullets to cancel shit? Is it just randomly wherever the uh, alphabet community wants? So like, this doesn't apply to them, or like, what what like it has to be race driven or something? It has to be a hate crime? Like, I just I, to me that's why I don't see him playing this year, just because he seems like such a walking cancel. But so, uh, and you know, I, I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with you that he's guilty or not because that's. That's not the issue. Uh, you know, it's not Schefter. But people have been canceled I mean, for less. I get it. I mean, Schefter's not canceled. Gruden got canceled. Uh, and Gruden's was pretty, you know, defamatory. Yeah, it, was pretty, it was pretty flagrant and it was repeated and it was, it was public based, based almost. It was almost as public as it And it was indisputable. It's not yeah. like Gruden came out and was like, not me. You got the wrong John Gruden. Uh, yeah. No, it, it happened, and that's why he quit. But and Deshaun Watson has claimed 100 percent innocence thus far, and the the court system has not. So whether we say, oh no, he's guilty, there's there's no way all these women got together and whatever, because some of these women have dropped out of their uh, cases, have dropped their cases or whatever, and not saying again, not saying he's innocent. I'm not so you think to he plays Deshaun Watson? I, I think that, like Edward said, uh. There's no new evidence that has come out in this case to make the NFL change the stance of whether he is eligible to play or not. And a trade or him actually thinking about playing, while it's not a good look for the NFL, doesn't make sense. You know, the NFL, like I said, he's been eligible to play for the Texans this whole time. He's not playing for the Texans because he doesn't want to play for the Texans because he's not enthusiastic about playing for the Texas franchise. And he said, he's done with them forever. And he's standing by that. If he plays for, if he wants to play for a different team, you know, the moment he steps on that field, the NFL, go, whoa, 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 whoa. We are cool with you playing for the Texans, but not the dolphins. Or we are cool with you playing for the Texans, but not the Eagles. I, I don't see that happening. So while it's, while you may be right, it's not a good look. I still think he's eligible to play. Um, I didn't realize which, that the only thing holding him back was his own choice right now. Yeah. But there was a little more. No, and making – I mean, he makes like $10 million to to sit there on his couch and watch watch from home. Oh, so, is he hanging with Brock Osweiler, just making a bunch of money from the Texans doing nothing? Maybe, yeah. We're paying a lot. But, you know, it, I mean, it is what it is. I – didn't want to use a move to go get Deshaun Watson, but I did purely based on what Ed Werder said, purely based on him saying, listen, we don't know if Deshaun Watson is going to get traded. We don't know if a team is brave enough to go out and spend the loot to get him, uh, which very well, we could go two weeks and people just say, listen, I'm willing to give you two firsts and a second and X player. And the Texans say, no, 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 no. We'll wait till the offseason. Boom. November 2nd comes and nothing happens. That very well could happen. The chance that one team steps up and says, you know, one in five Dolphins say, 
listen, it's not going to be Tua. And like I said earlier this year, you know, if we wait till the end of the season, there's going to be a lot more suitors. There could be the Broncos. There could be uh, the Panthers. It, there could be all these people um, who say, well, we know what's going to happen now, whether he's guilty or innocent. We know he's suspended for six weeks and we know what we're trading for. Uh, and we're willing to give you X amount and they can outbid the Dolphins. Right now, if the Dolphins are the only suitor, they can grab him and they can go and they can deal with this. So um, the chance that Deshaun Watson plays, he's he's got to step in regardless of what team he plays for as like a QB1, right? Yeah, if he I mean, plays. One, if he plays, but it's right. just, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see because I, I just, I don't, I don't see the Texans getting what they're asking for by the trade deadline. I think that's more likely. What that is more likely that nothing happens in the trade market than him getting traded and then barred from taking the field for his new team. Yeah. So yeah, if it somehow it does happen, I mean, it, yeah, it'd be a crazy sight, but he might actually see the field. So, we'll, so we'll I'm see. thinking if a trade happens, Deshaun Watson is in play in fantasy, and that's why I took him because there's not two hurdles to jump; there's only one hurdle. I mean, for um, the, the move for sure, right? Yeah. Okay, let's talk about uh, by Mageddon, by Apocalypse, by Fuckery, whatever we have going on this week. There's. Um, I how many? Uh, there's 16 with buys. Big bye week. Bills, Cowboys, Jaguars, Vikings, Steelers, Chargers. Whew, I, I I don't remember if we've had bye weeks like this in the past. Um, I, I I know that you know there's some bye weeks that have been heavier than others, but it just seems like uh, these teams are all really good. You know, maybe not the Jaguars, but the Jaguars you know have some players that are pretty uh, fancy relevant. Um, how do you deal with this? Are you, are you trying to fill? I mean, obviously you don't have a full lineup right now and not even close. I think this has hit you pretty hard. Um, are you trying to fill, uh, your lineups week to week to try to, um, or, or I'm sorry, this week to try to try to win? Or are you just this week? I actually had penciled in as a loss last week. I did not last week. I had made that trade with Gino to save me a couple moves and, try to beat Cameron and then Dalvin cook came back healthy and had a great game. And I lost. And I was like, Oh, this is great. Including Mahomes not having a crazy game, which was part of what I said was like, if great, if Mahomes has a crazy game, then I'll win. And he did. He had a, he had a pedestrian game in which he had two red zone inter- interceptions that really affected his point total. Uh, so that's, I, I think that's, I mean, kind of where I'm standing again this week, but even deeper in the hole because I have majority of my, uh, top players out because like you said, Jaguars aren't a, you know, a winning team, but they do have a lot of fantasy relevant players like James Robinson, who is my star running back who's out and uh, big Ben, Deontay Johnson, who big Ben hasn't been amazing, but he's been uh, consistent enough to start. Deontay Johnson is target monster for him. So that really helps all day long. And then Debo Samuels also on by. So I've got a lot of guys on by going against one of the best teams in the league right now this week. So he's got some guys on by as well. He's only starting one quarterback. He's getting hit a little bit as well, but not as hard as I am. Uh, I think uh, I've made a couple moves, but really just to save myself for the point four total, because that, that has bit me in the ass in uh, past years where I'm like, fighting for the last playoff spot, but my points four is what's killing me. So it's weeks like this where it's like, okay, I might, I might not win, but I can spare a move right now to get some more points and give my chance to give myself at least a chance to win. Cause you never know. Yeah. 
absolutely you do you you do never know and and that's uh i mean that's what you got to think about going into the week i have a, a flaw as a fantasy manager of i always go for the win and at like all costs um i i hate i I feel uncomfortable during the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, if I have an open spot. I, I just feel uncomfortable. I try to, to come up with every solution to try to fill that spot and and give myself the best chance to win on that week. And sometimes that's to the detriment of my team and and uh, and, and future weeks. Uh, it's really hard to field a full team this week um, for, for any team. And if you do, condolences. I'm not, congratulations. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, you know, we play in a league that has 30 moves that you can use over uh, 17 weeks. So, like, I voted for five moves. more moves. I, I will still vote for that. Right. So, it's like one and a half moves a week. Um, that includes preseason. Um, you know, it doesn't include preseason. I'm sorry. Um, so, you know, uh, I think a lot of people in our league right now, you know, this happens every year, but I mean, I think you lead the league with 20. That's two thirds of the way. You got to lead um, the league in something, man. You got to lead the league in something. You know, it, the lowest is eight. Um, you really, 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 uh, you know, in October and November, really have to think about who am I picking up and why. And so, you know, we've talked about, um, different things in the past and people blaming other people for not using a move here or there or whatever, or try to win this week or not. Um, it, it's, it's a strategy. It's a chess game, uh, you know, at this time of the year, uh, through, through the bye weeks you know, with it, at the beginning of the year, it's, it's, how did your draft go? How, how did you, how did you prepare yourself for the beginning of the year in the middle weeks? It's like, let's try to grind. Let's try to play chess. Let's try to move some things around and try to manufacture wins. And then when you get past most of those buys and you're heading towards the playoffs, then it's like, how did I build this team throughout the year to try to finish strong? Uh, we are definitely in the, the middle of the chess game, the meat of the match. And this is kind of what distinguishes people who are going to uh, succeed in the playoffs and people who are going to uh, sputter in and just, and just make it. So, um, so yeah, this is, this is a, a big time of year and, and people can be critical of, you know, in your opinion, we had something earlier this week where uh, Michael is down a quarterback third in waivers behind two people who are not having a good time this year. Um, what would you have done in that situation? He wanted case Keenum case Keenum's on waivers. The only two people that can get them are people who are fighting for that last place spot. What would you have done? I mean, if I was one of those people with eight moves, I would have, uh, with the correct waiver, I, I would have gone and gotten But it's not. It's not. So we're talking about uh, somebody oh, with saying, like, 17 moves, and 14. Saying, if you have moves to spare, then yes, because... I mean, everybody has moves to spare right now. Yeah. They're, yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't. I don't, I don't have moves to spare. My, I mean, my moves are very I mean, precious. But you do. But you do. Um, if but, you really thought that a I, move I, I was know, worth... I, I, I have mapped it out with bye weeks... Uh, you know, I only need three more moves because right. this week did hit me really hard. But because after this, then my teams should be sailing from here. Mm -hmm. So, 
but it's but for other people that have you know an abundance of moves and you could always turn that into more like i turned my geno pick into more geno pick up into more moves basically it wasn't great players but they turned into more moves and could have done the same thing with case keenum is pick him up and either turn him into more moves or turn him into a starter um you know it's a bit of a snake of a move but uh hey that's poker you know yep that's poker that's poker. Um, I wouldn't have used the move. I think I think both these guys, Dad and uh, or Brad and Cameron, made fine decision not to make a move. I mean, this is somebody who probably is only useful to Michael right now. Um, to try to exploit Michael or hold him hostage by picking him up and then trying to trade him. Like, I didn't say it was nice. I'm just saying sometimes these no, things I, do. And like I tried to do that to Clay the other week, and he just he straight up just said no, and he got and he went and picked up Davis Mills, and so that's why I had to sell Gino for cheaper, and then he his stock rose after more news came out about Russell. But um, I'm just saying I get that you know he could and because Michael could just stand strong and be like no I'm not going to trade you anything. So I mean fantasy football is not a nice game, but there's he had multiple choices. It's not like Cameron. It's not like. Michael wouldn't have gotten a quarterback some, from some other spot. He could have. He had backup plan. I mean, he could go and get somebody else. Uh, and then you're stuck with with Case Keenum. And and you know, and it, Baker is like they talked about surgery. He's had problems with his arm, so maybe this is like a multi week thing. But right now, you know, how much is Case Keenum worth? To do you think he's worth more than Geno if he starts the rest of the year? Starts the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, say like, yeah, I mean, say like he went and he does well this week, and then they have they check out Baker's shoulder, they do surgery. Like if you uh, touch Baker's shoulder, it's like dislocated. He has to have surgery after the season. Yeah. Like if you touch it, it's it's he's going to get injured. And yeah. it, this is going to last. I can almost guarantee this isn't the last time we're going to see Case Keenum. Um, but like I said, yeah. how much is he worth the rest of the year if if Baker doesn't play? I get, it just depends. It, it depends on who's desperate. Would you it, rather it have Gino? Uh, yeah, Gino has great weapons, even though last week he didn't throw them at all. Uh, but Tyler Lock and DK Metcalf are just amazing weapons. I mean, that's he, the first week he threw to them immediately, but it, he had a little tougher time against Steelers. But uh, I think I, I like Gino more than Case Keenum, just because Browns are a running team with whoever's on under center. It doesn't matter. They're a running team. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair enough. Uh, all right, let's let's get in some of these matchups. That's what people came to hear, uh, the matchups. So uh, let's start out with Dad. I'm going to bring up my notes, bring up my notes. Dad versus the Foop Slayer. Dad is plus three this week. Who do you got and why? Man, I actually really like this matchup. I think I think it's going to be very close. Uh, it's really going to come down to the, uh, to whether Fupa Slayer's stars shine, and by that I mean Tyreek Hill and Jonathan Taylor. Uh, if if they have big weeks, which they can, uh, he'll he'll definitely have a chance. If not, that should run away with this one. Really? Uh, Joe Burrow at Baltimore, I think, is going to have a great game. I think. 
Uh, Daniel Jones versus Carolina is going to have a rough day, but he should at least be positive. You know, it's probably somewhere around like 10 points. We're better than last week. Um, Robbie Anderson, Jalen Waddle, and Jarvis Landry for dad will have pretty good. I think I have a pretty good week. Each of them are have great matchups and their favorite targets of almost all their quarterbacks. Uh, this weak spot is, is running backs, Nehem Hines, and, uh, Jared McKinnon, uh, Jared McKinnon. I don't, really trust very much at all that's the place where fupa could win the game right there like i said with <coughs> jonathan taylor and running back and damian williams really having a great game okay I, I still think that dad made some great moves over this past week in his defense though so i th- i'm actually i'm picking dad for the first time this season i think i've picked dad before um when he's had bigger spreads but yeah we're talking about a one and five team you know, that's getting three points. Uh, the reason I, I did this, or I made it so close because I think, you know, there was people who were offended by me having dad plus three against FUPA um, or, or saying that spread. And I, I really honestly think that, you know, John made some moves this week because he was so confident in like beating Brad. Or, or if, if he was going to make some moves to make his team better in the future, this was the person to do it against uh, because he's going to have the easiest time. And it's not that I blame him on that, but uh, dad is not really hit by buys that terribly. Uh, I mean, his team's not that great, but uh, I mean, Burrow and Jones are not on buy. So he's got Burrow and Jones against Gino. Um the little, you know, I, I don't want to put this out of there for everybody, but New Orleans defense is the best in the league thus far this year. They're they're the best in the league in multiple categories. Let, let, they've let up the least amount of points. And you're going on Monday night to face them. Uh, I know it's in Seattle, but uh, it, it looks like there might be some weather issues up there in Seattle. That's not a good spot for Geno. I, I, I don't like that spot for Geno. Uh, and, and now you've kind of spread your team out so that, um, you got some, a QB buy, a tight end buy that looks like you're just not going to fill, or at least you won't fill if, if, uh, if you feel like you don't have a chance at winning. And if you've noticed half of FUPA's defense was picked up like in the last two weeks, he is streaming defense, which is not recommended. For somebody, I mean, if you want to be successful, you can't stream defense, and he's doing that. Uh, I'm talking about uh, Murphy or Wire, uh, Long Jr. All those guys were picked up, uh, I think, two or three days ago. That's not a recipe for for winning. Uh, on the other side, you know, Brad is still sticking by all his guns. He really he hasn't made a trade this year, and he's he's trying to roll with what he has. I think he feels like everybody's lowballing him, but that's what you get when you're in last place. I think that's one of my goals this season. And so I'm going to, I'm going to make a trade with Brad. That's, that's going to happen at some point. Yeah. Telling. Um, but I, I just realized Brad has a defender out and he could completely just drop Taron Johnson. who's very droppable and pick someone up. I mean, he still can. So yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying I, that. I don't I mean, know. If he, does, he does that. He does that. And he's for sure, for sure. winner. I don't, I, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's, you know, completely droppable. Taron Johnson's not terrible. He's had three double-digit weeks. 
Uh, he's got to be first page defensive back. Uh, he's also had a zero week. Yeah, I mean, he was. I don't know if he was out or or what, but I mean, regardless, yes, I, I think that you know there's tons of deals to be made with Brad, but that's besides the point. I think uh, he's got two tight ends. I've talked to him about both tight ends. See if I can snag one. He knows this is in the two tight end league, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, he's just, he's had so many opportunities to make his team better and he hasn't yet, but we're not going to get into that because I'm picking Brad. I, I think Brad, wow. I think, I think that uh, John made his team too weak. I think that he's, he's trying to make his team better for the future and pull out a win. Not that that's not possible. I just don't think this is the week to do it, even though Burrow's going on the road against Baltimore, not a sexy matchup. I, I really think that uh, tonight, uh, tonight's super fucking windy in uh, in in Cleveland. The wind is just going to be howling. Um, I don't see a lot of deep passes, even from uh, from either side. I mean, we don't have like two monsters going ahead of each other at quarterback. So Bridgewater and Keenum, I think, are going to stick to the short game. And uh, I think Landry's more conducive to that short game than Sutton is on the other side. So I, I think in the L- Landry Sutton battle. Landry's going to take that uh, and and give Brad a, a little lead there. So barring some crazy moves that happen between now and Sunday with, with FUPA, I'm going to take uh, dad, but uh, all right, let's, let's keep it rolling here. Next up uh, we have uh, Camacho plus four against eternal touchdown. Who you got? This was a very close one. I, I, to me, this was the closest and hardest game to call because they're both missing uh, one of their top guns, uh, eternal touchdown, missing uh, Justin Herbert on by and Camacho uh, missing uh, Dak Prescott on by. But eternal touchdown has a fill fill in with Davis Mills, but he's at Arizona. So I don't I mean, I don't think he's going to even reach that 12 point projection. Uh, whereas Camacho picked up Drew Locke, hoping that he'll come in at some point tonight, which he might, he also might not. And if he does, he might not do too well either. So, uh, it really comes down to Aaron Rodgers versus Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think uh, Rodgers versus Washington is going to destroy versus whereas Jimmy Garoppolo could have a good day versus Indianapolis, but his, their defense is pretty good. Um, some le- I'm still leaning towards Camacho, honestly, on that quarterback battle right there. I, I, I have a feeling Mills might go negative versus Arizona. So uh, not really? trying to – I just I – just, I mean, he might have a long game. So, And, and you may be but, right. I mean, J.J. Watt revenge game, you know. Yeah, and their defense has been pretty good at times. So, yeah. <clears throat> And Mills has just – he's been off the target. He throws behind – he throws behind wide receivers. He – and really, he's not he's not ready yet, basically. Uh, but going into the wide receivers, uh, uh, DJ Moore's been great. Ayuk's should be coming back, uh, start coming together in the game plan, which could steal points from Jimmy Garoppolo. Nicole Hardman's been coming along for Kansas City. Whereas eternal touchdowns and wide receivers are great. DK Metcalf, Marquise um, Brown, and uh, Marcus Callaway. If he's going to have a chance, I think it's right there. I think it's his wide receivers having huge games, but they haven't. Marquise Brown's been his best wide receiver really lately, and that's not great. That's not good. So uh, Camacho also gets Cord Pat back uh, off of his bye week. He should have a great day against Miami. Chase, Chase Edmonds has been playing pretty well. I think it still beats Eternal Touchdown right there. I'm leaning 
towards Camacho and everything, but I do think it's going to be a, a really close game. I do like uh, internal touchdowns uh, defense a little bit more, but uh, Camacho's defense will, st- will still hold up and put up a, a decent amount of points. I'm going to agree with you. I, I, I like Camacho's team. Um, you got to understand Aaron Rodgers is playing at home against the last-ranked pass defense in the Washington football team. That was huge when considering the spread, even though he only has one quarterback. Uh, I think the Drew Lock pickup is is great. I mean, you just you, you put him in, you plug him in. We we could see some Drew Lock tonight. Uh, I think if the Broncos do not score um, through the air in the first half, unless they're just like beating him up on the ground, um, if they don't score through the air in the first half, fair or not, with like these howling winds, uh, you might see Drew Lock in the second half. And if they don't win, then you're definitely seeing Drew Lock next week. But again, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, yeah, the other side, Clay made this trade. A lot of people disparaged the trade. Clay made this trade because you got to understand in our preseason rankings, Clay was listed as number one, the best ranked team, and it wasn't particularly close. Uh, and and now his his team has kind of crumbled, kind of fallen apart at different different spots. He's got uh, Herbert on by, uh, Keenan Allen on by. Uh, you know, it is a chance. Wilson on IR. Right. He's got Wilson on IR. This is a chance. I, I mean, he sees the one quarterback over there against Aaron Rodgers. This is a chance for him to go four and three. If you go three and four, okay, if you go three and four right now, you are kind of put behind the eight ball. And you're, you're, you're put in a situation where it's like, okay, well, I got to win the next week. I got to win the next week. You're putting must-win situations. I know it's a little early. And like you said, there's a lot of football to play. Um, but I think this is a pivotal game that if you're playing somebody with one quarterback, you want to take advantage of it and get that win. He saw the value there and he, and he took it. Um, the one thing that I, I feel really bad for clay is that a lot of his team depended on Russell Wilson, of course, but also DK Metcalf. And I think DK Metcalf takes a huge hit when there's no Russell Wilson. in, And that's, that sucks because you're not only does your QB, you have that, that, uh, that stack Jack, but not only does your QB uh, out for eight weeks, but your wide receiver turns from like a wide receiver one to like a wide receiver three. And I think that really hurts him. Um, on the other end, uh, Chase has got a full lineup, whether it's strong or not, he's got a full lineup. Um, and, and I, I like, you know, the fact that he's got Patterson and Edmonds and um, Edmonds probably will clear that projection this week. I think him and Connor get a lot of work against Houston, uh, you know, whether it be through the air or on the ground. Uh, that's a, it's a great, great spot at home um, for them to go out and, and score some points. Uh, you know, I said, you said you don't like Chase's defense as much. I disagree with that. I think Chase's defense is fine. He's got some, DBs, but DBs are hard to come by. His DBs are a little weak, but they're hard to come by. Um, on the other side, Clay has set this up, so he's got a ton of Rams playing Detroit this week, uh, which is going to be a super interesting game at 305. If they can pull off some points, and when I say points, I mean touchdowns, uh, then then Clay could have a chance. But right now, uh, I'm playing it safe. I'm going to go with Camacho plus three in this one. So we're, we're in agreement on that uh next up uh let's talk about uh notorious minus 11 at uh rutherford b hayes what you got 
Well, I mean, notorious Lamar Jackson right now and Ryan Tannehill, I think both have great matchups. Uh, so his QBs, uh, Lamar Jackson versus Cincinnati and Ryan Tannehill versus Kansas City, I think both should have great games versus Rutherford B. Hayes, David Carr versus Philly, which Philly actually has a really good defense right now because they can get pressure on the quarterback for down linemen. And Teddy Bridgewater tonight at Cleveland, you never want to beat the, a traveling team on a Thursday night. Their defense has been a little suspect lately, but I expect them to get after the quarterback. So I'm uh, starting off leaning towards Notorious right there. He's got cues on all of his uh, wide receivers, but A.J. Brown and Darnell Mooney should actually play. Antonio Brown I'd keep an eye on, but he's got Michael Pittman on the bench that he could throw in if necessary. And Rutherford B. Hayes is only starting two wide receivers, and those wide receivers are Corey Davis and Jacoby Myers, so nobody's sweating that. Uh, Moving on to the running backs, Notorious' running backs are great. DeAndre Swift and Joe Mixon both have been – fantastic lately, whereas Rutherford B. Hayes has to hope that Leonard Fournette hits big and Saquon isn't being, you know, on a play count or playing football gingerly. So everything's leaning towards Notorious. Of course, Kelsey probably beat out Andrews, but Andrews is one of the only tight ends that could, you know, stay toe-to-toe with Kelsey. So that's still not uh, spelling anything good for Rutherford B. Hayes. Uh, Notorious is missing a couple defenders, but he could add some if he needs to later. And I, I don't think he'll need to. I, I'm taking Notorious in this. The minus eleven, huh? You're gonna take him. Uh, can you, yeah. Well, okay, Notorious. Can you pick up some defenders for the minus eleven? How about that? <laughs> yeah, but he can't. I mean, okay, so he's got. I, I mean, he's getting hit by buys. I understand. I mean, he's got the moves. He's getting hit by buys, but none of those defenders, I think, are are droppable. No, they're um, all good. But I mean, obviously, Greg Legg, his his replacement at, at kicker, is is droppable. I I think for sure. I mean, he's he's stood by him even after all those early season misses. But I mean, Greg Legg's put up some points um, throughout the week. I I don't or yeah, throughout the season. He's way, be- he's way better than Crosby. Uh, I wouldn't I would drop Greg Legg. Yeah, I mean that's how I feel about uh, Young Hoku. I kept him through through his bye week in 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 all my spots that I have Young Hoku, and sometimes a good kicker is a good kicker. You don't want to let him go, um, and I think that's what he's holding on to. But if it comes down to it and it's a close game on Sunday or Monday night, I could surely see him uh, doing that. I think that he would definitely drop him for uh, some kind of replacement there. The thing is, Notorious has his full lineup, his offensive lineup. This is it. I mean, I, you know, you can replace Pittman. With Mooney, you could swap those out. I think I would actually. Uh, he might have Brown, but yeah, I, I agree. He, he's he's solid wide receiver three right now. But that's it. I mean, otherwise he has no offensive buys. You just have a few defensive buys. Uh, that's far stretch from what uh, Rutherford B. Hayes has. Rutherford B. Hayes is missing his wide receiver one, his wide receiver two, uh, one of his running backs or his his RB one is hurt. Um, you know, he's, he's Michael Thomas. who was supposed to come back this week. Did not come back this week, uh, to his dismay. Saquon did not practice yet, even though he's got the projection through Yahoo. Uh, Booker's still slated to start right now. Uh, you know, as far as I know, uh, you know, maybe things will change as, as the days come up, but yeah, I don't see Barkley starting. If you don't have Barkley, if you're, if we're talking about, uh, Fournette and Booker against, you know, his full team, you're just, it, this is just bad luck. This is just buys uh, coming in and, and putting the hammer down on you, and you really can't do anything. If you believe in the team that you have, you're not going to make changes. 
And I think that's what Rutherford B. Hayes is doing, uh, regardless of the three and three spot. So yeah, I'm going to take Notorious to win. And I think that if he wins, he wins five more than 11. So I'm going to, I'm going to take him in the spot. I think we're in a hundred percent agreement thus far, right? We are. We are very, we are. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep it going. Uh, professor minus four at the maestro. What you got? It's the game of the week. You know, it's a lot closer than these projections give out. I think because while the, I think the, you know, the offhand, uh, just looking at the covers of the book, uh, you'd pick Professor, but Maestro has a lot of players that could have big weeks and have had big weeks. Uh, Justin Fields is kind of due for a breakout game, I'm feeling. Uh, Derrick Henry could have a breakout game at any moment. Odell Beckham Jr. is almost due for a breakout game, but there's it's very windy tonight, like you said. But Brandon Cooks has been favorite uh, uh, target for wide receiver uh, at Houston. A.J. Green's been coming along with Arizona. I think that Maestro definitely has a chance to get his first win here. It just happens to be against one of the better teams in the league right now. But Tom Brady versus Chicago. Tom Brady had was looking for a fifth down last year versus Chicago. So you never know. He might not have the best game, or he could be looking for revenge because they've been showing that clip all week. So starting Taysom Hill behind him, you better hope that Tom Brady is covering for both of them. So Professor obviously says quarterback on bye. I do love Professor's wide receiver zone, Jamar Chase, Hunter Renfro, and Devontae Parker. All do uh, are very solid and dependable week in, week out. His, and his running backs have been pretty solid as well. And Aaron Jones, oh, he's got another running back on by. So he has hit a little bit on buys this week because he started, started two Green Bay running backs, which is uh, ballsy, ballsy to say the least. Um, ballsy? Yeah, ballsy. Yeah, it's, it's like a classier version of ballsy. French ballsy. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that. Two two running backs from the same team. Hmm. Making me rethink my pick here, Professor. Uh, <laughs> because Derrick Henry and Javante Williams are actually two, two great running backs. Javante Williams could blow up. Derrick Henry is the best running back in the league. So, ooh, man, this is a lot closer than I thought it was. Because um, Case Keenum, I've seen Case Keenum play well, and I like rooting for Case Keenum. I, he's going to do better than Taysom Hill, obviously. Um, wow. Uh, I mean, this is I game mean, of the week. Game of the week, baby. Yeah, yeah, no, this is a good pick. This is a good pick. Um, Cause has okay defense. Their projections are a lot better than what they actually score. Um, wow. Okay, you know this is what's the, what's the spread again? Four. Four. My, Professor minus four. That's four. It all, it all comes down to Justin Fields, I feel like. Because I think Derrick Henry's going to have a huge game. And I think Justin Fields needs to have, like, a, it, this moment can't be too big for him, basically. That's what I'm worried about because it's at Tampa. That Tampa front seven, man. Yeah. I'm going to stick with my, my original call to go faster, but I think it's going to be a great game. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Professor as well. We are with each other all the way here. Um, you know, Tom Brady, you know, is just – he's the star of this matchup right now. Uh, you know, not that I don't like Derrick Henry on the other side. Obviously, he's RB1. Uh, but, you know, it's it's who's getting hit harder by buys here. Uh, I know the the tripod, the, the Vikings tripod is out, uh, and he's got a defensive buy. 
But on the other side, you got an 0 and 6 team who's missing their wide receiver one, wide receiver two, what, uh, eh, wide receiver three, and uh, and you know they're running back two, and their first quarterback, their top quarterback's out. I mean, and and so he's got to play the backup. It's it's not a good situation for him, you know, to say the least at all. Uh, and so, you know, I think Michael has really fallen victim to having to play the people he has, uh, whether that's, that's, you know, something he's stood behind or not, but like Odell Beckham jr. Is not a recommended play tonight. Like I said, it is going to be like her. He thought he was a game time decision. (laughs) Yeah. And he hasn't practiced all week and he's, he's, he's announced to play. Uh, and so you've got Keenum throwing to Beckham who has been like, I mean, he's so fragile lately. Uh, he, he's kind of playing hurt, uh, you know, against the Denver D's not who has been pretty stingy against pass their top 10 against pass and the run. Uh, and, and it's super windy. It's just not a good situation for Odell Beckham Jr. I'm not saying he's, he's going to get less than projection, but 8.61 is not that much anyway. Um, but that's just one, one part. Okay. So I'm not going to just, uh, wrap the matchup all in Odell Beckham. Uh, you know, he's. There's a lot going on for him tonight. He's got Keenum, Javante Williams. I mean, that's a big part of his offense. Uh, you know, on the other side, Brady, Chase, uh, Aaron Jones, those are all stars. Noah Fan, I think Noah Fan has a great night. Uh, in my uh, in my FanDuel, I'm sorry, not FanDuel, DraftKings lineups, uh, my captain uh, on a few of them are is Noah Fan because I think Noah Fan can absolutely expose uh, the Cleveland linebackers who have been hurt and, and really be that safety net for uh, Teddy Bridgewater in a night that the wind's probably howling. Uh, on the defensive side, I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I can't believe, I, I think that, uh, that the professor has him. Professor has a, has a way below average defense. It's not good. But on the other side, you've got uh, some free agent pickups uh, that, that, uh, that is playing with. I think, Maestro's team has shown, I mean, they're 0-6, to not be very good and are being hit by some, uh, you know, ill-timed buys. Uh, I think this week he's just, it's not enough for him. Uh, I don't think he he did enough, you know, not that, saying he could do more, but I don't think he's done enough uh, moves-wise to go out and try to beat a team like Professor, even with one quarterback. Uh, I think if you wanted to have this team be a, you know, to compete week to week, he's got to get rid of Derrick Henry or Zeke Elliott. I think this would have been the week to get rid of Zeke Elliott and try to fill some of these holes a little bit better than he has. Uh, but he's standing by him, even with I the tried, I, tried, I tried to trade him for Zeke. He, he uh, was very ardent that he would not trade him. Right. Uh, you know, he, he talked to me this last week about, don't let anybody tell you this is a running back league because he has Derrick Henry and, and Zeke. Uh, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's more of like, well, you have really good quarterback or running backs and you're still 0 six. I think it's the fact that you have really good running backs and literally like nothing else. Everybody, the rest of your team has played like dog shit. And uh, that's the reason you're 0 six. You know, if you had, you know, not as good, running backs you'd still be 0 six it's has nothing to do with the strength of your uh, running backs versus everything else 
It's just you pick. Well, it's it's the it's the draft capital he gave up to get those running backs. No, whereas whereas he should have got whereas if he would have gone quarterback or something, he would be in a better spot. I don't want to to blame it all on his draft. I mean, it is a big part of it, but I don't want to draft blame and say this why you're on six. But uh, there were a lot of quarterbacks that were available when he picked Baker Mayfield. I mean, he dropped past me twice. Philip Rivers is out there. Philip Rivers is available. No, but you know, there's a lot of people available when Baker was available. There's a lot of there. I mean, there was a ton of quarterbacks available when he picked Fields. Um, he picked. He thought those would be uh, good picks, and they've he been. He took a shot. He took a shot. He took a shot. They and they both are lower tier, like bottom of the barrel quarterbacks this year. They just have not played well at all. Um, and his receivers. Uh, really have not shown up either. Either is his defense. It's really hard to win if you're just if if the only thing that's showing up is like your running backs. That's it. So, uh, yeah, I'm taking Professor uh, as well. I know you were a little shaky. I'm not shaking on it at all. Taking Professor this week. I, I think that's an easy pick. Let's get uh, let's get Rumham minus eight and a half against U Cycle Polar Bears. What do you got on that? Those have really good teams. I, I like, you know, it's like Polar Bears team and Heineke and, and Tua, which, I mean, doesn't sound great, but when you look at their points, both of them have the ability to put up big points. Uh, you know, just like DeAndre Hopkins has the ability to put up big points, just like Henry Ruggs. Allen Robinson has been very quiet this season. Um, James Connors had great games, and, and so uh, and Herbert has already had a good game. We'll be playing again this weekend for Chicago. I think Unicycle Polar Bears has a good lineup, but they're, I just don't think they're consistent enough to play to beat Rumham this week. Uh, Rumham's Jalen Hurts and Carson Wentz have been very consistent all week over twenty uh, all year over twenty points. Terry McLaurin uh, should have a good week against Green Bay. Even if not, Mike Evans and Calvin Ridley behind him will surely put up a decent amount of points. Uh, Jay, Jay McKissick and uh, Chubba Hubbard have both been consistent as well. I just like Rumham's team as a more of a safe pick. Just if you look at their point totals going down, going down the board, they've consistently stayed uh, scored a good amount of points every single week. So I'm leaning towards Rumham on everything right now. The first one we disagree. Oh, the first one we disagree. And and let me tell you why. Um, and, and this is the theme. DeAndre Hopkins revenge game versus Houston. <laughs> no, but I I did I have favored that in. I also favor Connor. I it's think just Connor like if you look at DeAndre Hopkins totals like every week. Like I mean, he might do great this week, but like some of them are just bad. Like Connor was my second last or third to last pick, um, and then I traded him to him. I think for a DB, uh, Abram Johnson Abram. He's been like really solid i mean he's getting double digit carries in almost every game he has a touchdown uh he didn't get a touchdown last week but he got 71 yards on the ground he had two touchdowns two weeks in a row and then a touchdown you know two weeks ago he's been pretty solid uh you know plunger right there in the middle um i like him against houston this week herbert is getting like the bulk of the carries for chicago so that's a decent pickup. I think he clears at 8.6, to be honest. Um, Tyler Higby uh, against Detroit. You know, th- I, if you're uh, game planning, which is almost impossible right now against 
uh, the the Rams passing game, you're definitely going to look at Cup and Woods. And so Higby uh, against those middle linebackers who we probably none of us can name, um, I think has has a decent game. You know what? I talk shit about Allen Robinson, or I'm sorry, the Bears and Justin Fields, but Allen Robinson is due for some kind of increase in points. I've tried to trade for to use cycle polar bears for to get Allen Robinson. I think he's a, a fine uh, wide receiver three and could even uh, you know increase to a wide receiver two as as the year goes on. Um, on the other end, the theme I was talking about was Wince against the San Francisco defense, who is you know pretty stingy. Uh, I think Yahoo is is really uh, accounting for that with the eighteen point marker there. Uh, I, I think that that's not a great spot for for Carson Wentz, um, and, and you know I, I think that's really going to hurt him on that end. Um, if you look at on the other side, if you're talking about QB two matchup, Tua. While we don't, nobody thinks Tua is having a good year, and nobody thinks Tua is is a, a very good quarterback at all. Um, but Atlanta's defense is like near the end and almost every defensive category, uh, especially takeaways. And so Tua might have a decent day on, on that end. Uh, he didn't have a, an awful day in, in London last week. I know they didn't win the game, but Tua showed that he can at least be a middling uh, fancy quarterback, 27.65 points. He had some uh, yards on the ground, 329 yards to the air, and uh, two touchdowns. I mean, he, I, I think he only made uh, – one mistake on that end. So, uh, you know, I, I like that matchup over there. Um, Ridley against Xavier Howard uh, is, is something I'm looking at. It, I like Ridley. I think Ridley is great. Uh, I think Ridley is immediately slotted in as Trevor's uh, number two receiver, maybe even number one receiver. And then when your number one receiver is going up against Xavier Howard, uh, it's it's not ideal. I will say that it's not ideal. Uh, and so, you know, I think that while he does have really really good receivers, um, you know, this may not be a week where they all all come out and and uh, blow up. J.D. McKissick obviously is there to steal points uh, from from Heineke as as well as Scary Terry. But you got to realize that. Uh, both of Trevor's quarterbacks or running backs, I'm sorry, are on by this week. That's where he's getting hit is at that running back position. And, uh, you know, he filled it nicely with Hubbard, filled it nicely with McKissick. I, I, I think that's fine. Uh, but, uh, he, you know, it's, it's, it's not his starters. And that's, that's where a lot of his strength comes from throughout the years, uh, having Harris, having Eckler and, and the running backs that he's had there before. On the other side, um, I think, uh, Cameron's team is a top three team as far as defense. Uh, Queen Smith Reddick are are really good linebackers at the three uh, uh, at that D spot. Uh, Reed Curl has played better. Is his first double digit week last week. Um, he should have a good week on the other side. Um, you know, I, Trevor's team is not terrible on defense. I, I just don't think they match up right. Uh, you know, this week he's got a lot going tonight against uh, Teddy Bridgewater, who likes to get rid of the ball a lot. You know, I'm not saying Teddy plays a mistake, mistake-free game, um, but, uh, it, you know, if Miles Garrett is a, you know, all-or-nothing type guy, I think this might be a two- or three-point Miles Garrett night 
if the, if they're planning correctly on the offensive side. Um, you know, I'm not saying that Trevor is going to lose the game because he could. He probably will win this game. I just think eight and a half points uh, gives Cameron enough leeway that he could at least cover the spread. So I'm going to take unicycle polar bears in this one. You ready for these last two matchups? Yeah. Uh, I'll go ahead and let you start on this one because uh, okay. Thursday night football just started. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. I know. I know we're a little behind tonight. Um, so no, so we're a little, yeah, I know, but I'm just, I'm just saying if y'all, if you want to go ahead and take a look. Oh yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not watching, you know, I'm not going to cheat. Cause I know I'm not, have... I'm not, but I, I had to switch to the live stat tracker because it wouldn't load the other one anymore because the game oh, yeah. had started. And if you, you, I'll let you start on my matchup. Oh, okay. I, I won't say what just happened, but something just happened. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Very um, nice. yeah. Very nice. Uh, so, uh, so in this matchup with, between you and, uh, and, uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Disco Lemonade. You and Disco Lemonade. Um, I'm going to take you. And in this one, it's a it, it's a little tough. I'll just say it out loud. Uh, Dearness Johnson just scored a touchdown, 34 rush yards and a touchdown on that first uh, couple carries. Uh, so good for you. Congratulations on that on that first little touchdown. But you got a lot going tonight. Melvin Gordon, uh, uh, Johnson, Patrick uh, is going on that side. Uh, McManus as your kicker. You got a lot going tonight. You really depend on these people to come out and play. Uh, you at, have great quarterback matchups. I, I like uh, that Tennessee has really given up a lot to the air, uh, and Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, so going to get points there. Mac Jones uh, as, as a Jet, uh, or going against the Jets. Jets have been very vulnerable both on the ground and through the air, and I think that Mac Jones can really uh, capitalize on that. And I'm not saying that uh, that on the other side, uh, you know, this is the second week in a row that that uh, Neil that Disco Lemonade has gone without his second quarterback, so he's he's used to this. Um, but uh, Gibson has been a banged up shin. He's now starting Mike Davis, who I like against Miami. It's not not terrible. Uh, Waller has really not shown up lately. He's really not been the Waller that we knew at the beginning of the season. Uh, he's been one of those middling tight ends. Uh, on the other end. Uh, you know, is, is wide receiver two and three while Shepard will probably be the only option there for the giants. Uh, I, I don't think that, uh, he has, uh, that, that offense has enough against Carolina. Who's really beefed up that, that secondary after a few injuries, um, you know, with the acquiring of CJ Henderson, et cetera. Uh, I don't think there's enough there just to really get that 10.82 points. Uh, let's see on, on your side you beat him in quarterbacks. Um, I like Debo Samuel against Indianapolis. I think Debo Samuel has really shown up as that, that number one guy, which none of us probably thought everybody's thinking, Ayuk, Ayuk, Ayuk. Uh, Debo Samuel has come out and, and proven that he definitely deserves to be part of that conversation. Seattle's, uh, pass game, Deontay Harris. Um, while I don't think Deontay Harris, that best receiver on that, on that team, or that number one receiver, I think as a slot guy, he can definitely uh, grab a few points for you there. Um, it really all, all, all depends on what you do tonight, but I, I really think that uh, McManus will get some some uh, points in. Uh, Melvin Gordon's going to have a great game. I really think that he outdoes that eight point that low 8.62 uh, matchup. So, um, yeah, I'm going to take you uh, with the points, uh, which 
as of right now uh, was eight, eight and a half. Uh, I'm taking you with the points and uh, you know, I think that you, you possibly could win this one. I appreciate that because it's a tough matchup. I've got a lot of guys on by, I've got a lot of open spots. I know disc eliminated has an open QB spot, but uh, that Stafford to Cooper cup connection is crazy. And I'm very scared of that. I think uh, between that and the, and the Alvin Kamara Monday night hammer uh, is, could be, you know, that I think that's really be, be the big deciding points of the game. Uh, I, you know, Darren Waller not having that great of a season so, so far kind of worries me because I feel like he's due, you know, but I'm glad he's playing against the Philadelphia defense. They're, uh, they're really good. Uh, like I said, I'm missing a lot of guys on defense, two guys on defense and, and a tight end. I'm hoping that my, uh, defenders can make up for that. You mean by make up for that? I mean like get some touchdowns or something like that because that would be very helpful. Uh, just because he Disco Eliminated has a very solid team. He's not four and two for no reason. He's only missing one uh, one quarterback, and Stafford does have potential to make up for that. So uh, I do need Mahomes to have a Mahomesian game, which he really has only done once this season so far. Uh, but it'd be very nice. And like you said, for the Jets defense, just be the Jets defense as they usually are. That would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's a great, good start for Dernis Johnson so far with that early touchdown. I do have a lot riding on tonight. Uh, I hope it's not too windy. Uh, but I, like I said, like I said, it, I mean, it really all depends. Uh, I have four players going tonight. So it's a big deciding point on my side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I'm going to take myself almost every week unless I have major bi-week concerns, but this is pretty much my worst one past here. I should be pretty solid for the rest of the season. Yeah. Bi-week wise. Bi-week wise. Yeah. And it's good to get it all out one week. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's go to the last matchup. Uh, Sex Raptor versus last man standing. Uh, who do you got in this one? This was also a very close matchup to pick. Uh, plus six, really, by the way. Plus six, Sex Raptor? Yeah. Okay. Um, just because there's question marks, like Sam Darnold and, and James Winston uh, for Sex Raptors, quarterbacks, your, your quarterbacks have had great games. Mm-hmm. They've also had some not-so-great weeks. Whereas last man standing is Kyler Murray, who's going to put up – who's kind of a – you know, have a going to have a very – high floor this week with, uh, against Houston and Matt Ryan, who against Miami, you know, coming off his bye week, he could have a great week. It's a very close matchup right there. Um, I'm leaning towards the last man standing quarterback wise right there, just because of the matchups and a little bit more stability and point wise. Uh, you do have great uh, wide receivers though. And Chris Godwin, Robert Woods, and James, Jameson Crowder, but so does last man standing and Devontae Adams, Tyler Lockett and Christian Kirk. Still, at, still leading and leaning us towards his way right there. And then you're only starting one running back, which is going to hurt you this week. Uh, Damian Harris could do great, but uh, Daryl Henderson, it's been great for the Rams. He's been very uh, consistent. Josh Jacobs has also been pretty consistent. Not amazing, but he's been consistent enough to start as a good RB2. Everything's leaning towards last man standing right now. Hunter Henry, I do think, will have, will have a better game against the Jets than Gasecki will versus Atlanta. Your defense is a little bit better, but they'd have to score touchdowns for you to win this week. Um, I'm li- I'm going to have to go with last man standing. Really? Okay. Interesting. Um, I will give you a little insight because I know um, last man standing, Sky Hadman doesn't really listen to the podcast, so it doesn't what? really. What? Wow. Yeah. Well, then I I'm changing my pick. No, no. I will give you a little insight and say 
that um, I, I'm dangling Deshaun Watson. I have my eye on some uh, certain people on defense. Um, and so I, I, or I'm sorry, on defense and offense on, at running back. So I will probably, uh, depending on whether something happens with Deshaun Watson in the next three or four days, uh, hopefully it will. It, it, I'm not saying it will, but it, or, or won't. But uh, if nothing happens by Sunday and I feel like I'm in danger, um, especially on like, you know, whatever, then I might make a move for a running back um, going into that game um, or, or make some kind of trade. I've, I've uh, dangled, you know, some of my bi-week people for those who want to be, you know, proactive and try to make some trades uh, during by Mageddon um, to see if I can fill. I, I like that. I have two, uh, Patriots players playing the Jets this week, um, it, both in in Damian Harris and Hunter Henry. I think that's uh, that opens up a lot of of uh, opportunities on, on the offensive side. Um, you know, having Jameis as the Monday Night Hammer is what I'm kind of depending on. Uh, we're going to go into Monday Night. It's going to be, uh, you know, Winston against Lockett. So. Uh, you know, that's, that's kind of a big deal on, on his side. He's got, uh, you know, missing kicker and missing defensive back. I'm sure he fills those. I'm sure, it, you know, he'll drop Adderley or uh, T.Y. Hilton or, or Bass for, for replacements to try and beat me. Um, but it's up to me to try to put some points up, hopefully defensively. I, I like that uh, Justin Simmons uh, came out and uh, he doesn't have to go tend to his baby in Denver so he can concentrate on the game. Uh, which, which is, which is good news. I'm going to take myself with six points. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to stay with it. And I, I really think that honestly, uh, you know, after tonight, then I can, I can finally, you know, say that I, I, I'm, I'm going to have a good week Sunday morning and, and I'll put something together to try to be ahead. Well, I like that. I mean, I think if you do make a running back move, then yeah, that vastly improves your chances. I do think it's a close game. So if you do that, I would, I, I would, yeah, I'd, I'd switch my pick. Yeah, you you got anybody on the uh, free agent side that uh, that you want to that you think people yeah. should be starting this week? Uh, yeah, actually, I I like Lonnie Johnson Jr. Uh, Texan wow. Steve. Uh, he didn't play the first week; had a slow start the second week. Um, but after that, uh, two out of the last four weeks have been double digits, and I think he's coming along for DBs that are not easy to find. I think he's I think he's a very solid pickup and probably better than most people are starting right now. Yeah, yeah, no, I can I can uh, definitely definitely agree with that. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Tyler Boyd, and I, I know that stinks <laughs> for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I think <laughs> I know. I know you just dropped him, and I know uh, there's a lot of wide receivers out there. I and mean, you got Kenny Galladay, Brian Edwards. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there. Marvin Jones still available um, that you can go pick up. But Tyler Boyd, it just seems like Tyler Boyd could be a dependable wide receiver three for somebody out there. There's other wide receivers there, uh, and he's starting this week. This isn't even his bye week, and uh, and he's out there and uh, he's available for somebody. So. Um, for those that are, I mean, it'll be interesting to see because uh, waivers end on him uh, tomorrow morning. So it'll be see it. It'll be interesting to see if somebody has put in waivers for him and uh, heads to the back of the line. Uh, I think that somebody should. 
to be honest. I just I don't you if you watch Bengals games, uh like I mean Joe Burrow's looking for Jamar Chase every single play. Like right. other people are afterthoughts and because you know everything's a play action with at least one tight end in there, they're not doing many three wide receiver sets because it's just it's just not there. T. Higgins is back. That's why I dropped him. It's because he's he doesn't seem reliable enough to be to be get solid enough points every week right now. Right. Yeah, no, I I mean I can I can understand that, but I just think that as a wide receiver three, I mean he hasn't really had that terrible year. I know two weeks in a row has kind of been dud weeks, uh, but before that, I mean 10, 11, 16. Uh, but, but that coincided with T. Higgins coming back. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Unless T. Higgins go out goes out again, that when he was having those bigger weeks is because he was Higgins was out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I guess so. I, I don't, I don't think the game plan really, um, really, you know, was conducive to, to Tyler board being good last year. They were up 34, 11. They absolutely stomped Detroit. So, I mean, we'll see this, this upcoming week, but I really honestly think Tyler Boyd is somebody that absolutely deserves to be, um, owned, but that's about it from me. Anything else you got before we, we watch this game? No, just uh, look forward to this weekend. Watch some football. Watch some Astros. Uh, look forward to some good sports. Yeah, man. All right. It was good talking to you this week. And uh, we'll be back. Hopefully, we can get something in on Tuesday. Um, if not, then I will see you next Thursday uh, where we talk about week eight. Sounds great. See you then. All right. See ya. Yo. I got more than a million savings. Mm-mm. But you can still get shaven. If I ever get caught by the pagans. Like my night just waving Boom. In my best life like I'm on Aeson In my face love the altercation But with my shine that's a combination Girl with a big back's my weakness But when I punch man it's grievous Just play back the CCTV When I banged him my defense said Jesus All my brothers got a ball at the Lakers Every time I see an arse what the fuck Every time I see the arse it's amazing Me and Ross like Freddy and Jason Man I'm still up on the roads to the left Still chatting to my bros on the tech Fuck that man I don't give a F What you wanna get smoke cigarette? English English girl named Fiona African girl Adiola, body yodi shape like cola. Back up, back up, here come closer. He's my man, he's too innocent. Three big A, he's too militant. They mention us just to get relevant. Rusty, you ain't come by millions. Busy, busy.